This is another TV Donut bonus ode. Bonus ode. I'm Piers Ray. This is Saskia Werner. Hello. And Hannah Davies. Hi. And for today's bonus ode, we're talking about um, each of our top five personal co- favorite comedic scenes. Of, uh, yeah, of television. Just of television. Any any year, any show, just anything that like really sticks in your memory, I guess. Yes. Yes, for me it'll be like the most the, the moments where I just laughed out loud for several several minutes and could not contain myself. Yeah, yeah. A scene you can maybe rewatch, uh, just that scene and still laugh. There, are, okay, a couple of these I, I have gone back and it's lost. We'll talk about it more in detail, but there's some of them where it's funny because of the the first time you watch it, it'll never be as funny as no. it was then. Well, I mean that's kind of true of all. Well, yes and no. Once you know what the surprise is, where the twists the are surprise, coming. The surprise, yes. But then there's certain episodes where I just watch it and the whole thing is just hilariously funny and I can laugh at that no matter what. Also certain shows that you can go back and watch and you see so many more of the jokes than you did on the first watch. That's true. Or That's true. after you've seen the first season and you go back and watch it again, you see because you know where things are going, you understand why other things are funny that you didn't get before. That's also very But true. yeah, I watched all five of these episodes again yesterday and there's definitely like, it's it's not as funny the second, third, fifth time. Like, it's the reaction the first time you see a joke that is the, always going to be the biggest one. And, but for me, these are ones that I still think back on and think, oh my god, that's funny. Yes. That's such a well-written scene, or so, so perfect. Yeah, and it's just like some an episode you would recommend to a friend. Mm-hmm. And I think if we were doing like our favorite comedies or what we consider the best comedies, our list would be really different. Because, yes, again, of, of course. As Sassia said, it's like the it, a lot of it has to do with when you watched it, that time in your life, or what was going on, and how it resonated with you, or even how the episode was set up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yes. And then you. You know, your reaction is is like hope, like it just hits your funny bone in a weird way that it stays with you forever. Yeah, and you can always you always find yourself thinking back on it at random times, or it'll pop into your yeah. head. And or you try to tell, like, explain the scene to people, and they don't get the, how funny it is, and it's like you can't explain it. Like it's so visual with television; it's so visual. Like some of mine aren't even like lines; they're just things I get to see that are like so fucking funny. Oh, definitely. I'm dying. One of mine is just is nothing but a great visual. Yeah. Just building up the whole episode. Same, same. Yeah. I hope it's the same one. I, not I know for a fact it won't be. You're gonna, <laughs> you're gonna hate mine with a passion. Oh, great. So let's, uh... I have a couple of... Let's get into it. Let's get into yeah. it. Saskia, do you want to go first? Since sure. Since this is your brilliant Sure, idea. I'll go first. Let's, uh, this is a perfect example. Um, so, uh, this is The Simpsons. Literally, there is a billion clips. Yesterday, I, I went to watch this clip on YouTube, and I ended up watching this episode just because I really wanted to. Um, but I went to watch this clip on YouTube, and then it led into another one, which was April Fool's jokes. And I ended up laughing ten times more at Bart's April Fool's joke, where he shakes up the beer can, and it explodes, and mm-hmm. he's, like, blown out of the screen. I couldn't contain it. But I still, this one is rings true to me. It was, like, one of the funniest things. The first time I saw it, I, like, I literally... Uh, it's the episode The Secret War of Lisa Simpson, where Bart uh, le- gets left behind in the police station and uh, aligns up all the microphones. 
the um, not the microphones, the megaphones, the megaphones, yeah. and says testing. And it causes a sonic boom throughout all the Springfield, shattering and glass everywhere. It breaks everything. Testing. Like the first time I saw it, it was so unexpected and incredibly brilliant that it, yeah, it was the moment of The Simpsons. That That's a really good example. Stays of like with me to this cartoon day. Cartoon logic. Yeah. Because I, I love it. You. <laughs> I don't know what would actually happen, but that's exactly what I would think would happen if you did that. And it's such a stupid word. It it's just testing that he says, and he doesn't even get to finish the word. <laughs> Bart is great. Yeah, he is. That, and there's so many things. Yeah. So many. That actually was on my list, the uh, the April Fool's prank. It's fucking while. so good. It's a fantastic good. moment. But then I thought of a moment from Simpsons I like even better. It'll come up later. Yeah. Solid pick, though. Awesome. Yeah. Yes. Simpsons is... It's so I was trying for a little while to figure out what my fifth spot was, and then I remembered. I'm like, what? Well, how could I forget? Of course. It's, it's testing. testing. It's testing. <laughs> it's so random. Uh, uh, yeah. Fantastic. Fantastic. Right. Hannah? Uh, my number five is, again, another like completely visual gag, and it's uh, Entourage. Season 2, episode 9. Yes. It's called I Love You Too. And the whole... Well, it's a little bit about you too, but it's mostly about the guys going to Comic-Con and the whole joke is like that Vince isn't the famous brother in that particular situation. Drama, Drama is. Because he started this like sci-fi show where he was... Anyway, he's like a god at Comic-Con. All, all the women, including all these porn stars, like, oh know his god. name. And, and the guys just can't believe it. They've been avoiding going to Comic-Con with him for years because it's for nerds. But they have to go because Vince is playing Aquaman. Yes. And there's a whole Mandy Moore subplot, which is amazing. But the funniest part is drama. And the scene is near the end where... He walks the floor. He's in full costume. He spent the whole day tanning because he thinks his fans freak out when they see him tan. But he's burnt like a lobster. And he's Ugh. wearing this helmet with horns. <laughs> it's just, I the first time I saw it, the first time I saw him turn the corner in that outfit, I died. I was crying so hard. I was laughing. And Kevin Dillon is, I could pick so many drama scenes. I'm about five, five episodes away from seeing that it. That have made me laugh until I cried. From every season, he's so good. But that that outfit with the burnt red face, and he's just got he's got Eric and Turtle flanking him like they normally would be flanking Vince, and he's just so happy. Like it's it's amazing. Anyway, that's my pick. This shows you how little I know about Entourage. I did not realize he was also an actor. Yes, he, I guess they're all kind of involved. Uh, no, well, Turtle. Well, 
Turtle's like an entrepreneur, right? Is their driver, eventually, yes. Yeah. Yeah. He's the chef. Anyway, Entourage, guys. I love you, too. It's not my favorite episode of Entourage, but it's one of the funniest. And uh, I look forward to you seeing it. Because yes. Because you're going to love it. Yes, I am. Because drama is hilarious, and the outfit is insane, and the whole thing is insane. That's pretty tempting. That's kind of And his catchphrase. Is amazing. What is his catchphrase? Well, well, I'm sure we'll we'll hear it in a clip. <laughs> yeah, I'm okay. not gonna. I've 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 promised myself to do no impressions in this episode. Okay, I'm gonna let you guys hear the reality because it's gonna be way funnier than me trying to do them doing how funny they were. Trying gonna, to sell someone. I'm going to go along with that and Good. attempt to do the same. There's one in particular that I want because I know you guys won't know the reference. <laughs> right. And I, so, and I can't immediately show it to you. And it's so funny. But if I do it, it's going to sound... Right. It'll just uh, be totally out of context. It's going to be bad. Okay. All right. What's your number five? My number five? Community. Uh, the worst timeline oh, from the Shifting Timelines episode. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's pretty great. It's, it's a great episode. It's an amazing ending. Basically, we're seeing uh, throughout the episode all the ways that a single decision, um, or kind of a chance decision, really, it's really just more luck than anything, but how it affects everything in this in this room and in their lives. And by the time we get to the end of the episode, we see the worst possible outcome, which takes all these little reveals that were set up in the other possible outcomes and turns them the worst way possible. Uh, basically, they roll a dice to decide who gets to get up to get pizza, and the one person who shouldn't have gotten up gets up, and everything else we've seen built up throughout the episode culminates together in one hilarious, like, it's like, oh, it's all set to Roxanne. It's a great Someone moment. Someone gets shot, don't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Pierce gets shot. That's what uh, I remember about it. The room's lit on it's, fire. It, oh, yes, that's right. It's like, uh, does Troy lose an eye? Oh, my uh, God. I don't know if we see him lose an eye. I believe he does later as a result of the fire. Yeah, something. But anyway, everyone's is, horribly, horribly scarred, and that yeah. just and then that gets to come Very back. Traumatic episode for a comedy. And then they bring that back, that worst timeline throughout the rest of the series. So that set off this whole other like meta thing. Just so cool when Community was on on point. Yeah. Before the producers screwed everything up. Yeah. <laughs> or Dan Harmon, whichever one you think, kind of both. And uh, that's my number five. Number four, Saskia. My number four. All right, this is uh, from a Parks and Rec episode titled The Comeback Kid. It's uh, in an episode where Leslie's running for one of the higher positions. It's the ice rink scene. A scene. Uh, the oh, yes. scene where they all go out onto the ice rink to give a speech, or Leslie gives a speech. Uh, the dog... Um, oh my god. There's no red carpet. They have to like slide their way across. They can't do it. Ron Swanson is Every holding single one of them. <laughs> like everything. This whole thing is the greatest bit of physical comedy. Oh my and, mother. Yeah. And the song. The song just keeps playing over and over. Oh yes. That was fantastic. They just keep looping it until they get out is there. Is it solid as a rock? It is, I think. <laughs> anyway, it's... Bob Seeker. It's amazing. It's one of the best scenes ever. And then the... the Comet. No, that's freaking Full House. What the shit? Yeah. What's the dog's name? Oh, on Parks and Rec? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have He no ends idea. up peeing on Ron Swanson. The dog is peeing. Whose dog is it? It's, it's uh, Andy's. April and Andy's. Yeah. Three-legged dog. Uh, right. Trio. Ch- Chance. Tripod. 
Champion. Champ, champion. 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 There you go. There we go. We got really there. Because you said chance. Yeah, chance. I knew it was something in that wow. ballpark. Wow. All right. That's my number four. That Another one that almost made my list. Great pick. I thought about a lot of Parks and Rec episodes, including the Pie Mary. That, <laughs> that one. But that's more just like a pride than a laugh out loud moment. The snake oil when they're dancing on that. That basically what is rat poison? Yeah, all of the Burt Macklin stuff. Yeah. Oh, I know. <laughs> even even There's Jerry his, becoming even mayor. Even stupid show episode, <laughs> which was really weird. Oh, so great. Eggs, bacon, and toast. So many. That's a so many. God, episodes. that's a fantastic show. Yeah, yeah it is. From it start really to is. finish. Like, well, not exactly. No, from I start. don't. I even like the start, good. but it's it really is something different after that. Yeah. Okay, um, Anna. My number four is uh, that seventy show, season of six, course. episode twenty-two, entitled "Sparks," which is weird because that's when it was sort of on its downslide, which yes. is why it was so funny when I found this episode. And I just okay, so this is one where I sort of have to get into the plot. It's actually the C plot of this episode, <laughs> which is the the greatest. Uh, the A plot is Eric is like step by step destroying Donna's wedding dress which is also hilarious and it's the him and Kitty and that's it's just such a great two person play with this dress that keeps getting worse and worse but the part that I love is Red comes home from an auction and uh, drunk and he's bought a canoe which Kitty is super pissed about because he used the money that was supposed to be for Eric and Donna's wedding gift which is the B story so she tells Hyde, get rid of this canoe, which Hyde takes to be mean, here's a free canoe. So they decide, of course. what's the worst thing we could do with this canoe? So the first couple of acts, they try, Kelso tries riding it down a mountain, <laughs> and it doesn't go well. Like, the first time, it, he just doesn't go anywhere. Okay. He's too heavy, and it's not built for sliding down a mountain. <laughs> And there's a whole conversation about wearing a helmet, but he won't put it on. He thinks they're trying to prank him with some, like, peanut butter in the helmet. <laughs> they're genuinely worried he's going to die. such a ridiculous fear. That's great. Yeah, but it's... Yeah, but not really, knowing Hyde. Anyway, yeah, so then he decides that he's going to take a running start. So he runs alongside the canoe and tries to jump in it, but he misses and he just rolls down the hill. Oh. Anyway. I watched it yesterday. That was the one that made me laugh the most. This goes on for so long. And then eventually they decide to tie the canoe to the back of the El Camino. And he's going to, you know, drive it around while Kelso rides in the back of the canoe. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a couple lines all in that scene that killed me. The first one is kind of like a throwaway line. Hyde tries again to get him to wear the helmet and he won't do it. And Hyde just says, like, oh, God, I've become the boy who cried helmet. <laughs> and for some reason, that hit me so... I thought that was so clever. Anyways, but then they he tries to convince Kelso, like, look, we're too old for this. Because they are. Yeah. Like, they're getting married. Like, they're adults here, right? You don't ride around in a canoe strapped to a truck through the streets of your town. Like, it's, you'll no, die. Yeah. Especially when you don't want to wear a helmet. And the helmet they're trying to put on him is a football helmet. Like, it's not a proper... <laughs> it's not going to do anything. So he's like, aren't we too old for this? And this is the line that kills me every single time. And Kelso says, you can't control the time when a canoe is going to come into your life. <sighs> and he's so goddamn serious about it. It kills me every single time. And you know what Ashton's like. He's such a like joker, right? He's like such a... Anyway. You think maybe we're getting too old for this kind of thing? <laughs> you can't control the time you know, when a canoe is going to come into your life. 
Oh, Stephen, this is a horrible stunt. You're gonna get hurt. No, no. I'm driving the car. Kelso will be in the canoe. Oh, okay. Have fun. All right, Kelso, listen. You gotta wear the helmet, all right? Yeah, protect that face. That's your money. No, I don't want it. Kelso, you're not pulling out of this driveway until you put on a helmet. Fine, everyone's against me. So dead serious, and they're all just like, anyway, it's so funny. And then off screen, he's wandering around and he screams, This is my greatest achievement ever. <laughs> oh, anyway, you guys can hear it. It's hilarious. And I yes. love that episode every time I watch it. I gotta, ah, oh, man. This is my greatest achievement ever. I feel like I missed out by not seeing uh, that yeah. 70s show coming up. He finally does put the helmet on after Red tells him he can't leave the driveway without it. Mm-hmm. He says, fine, everyone's against me. <laughs> <laughs> after 20 minutes of them trying to get him to wear a helmet because they are, in fact, not against him. <laughs> and Red and Bob have that nice moment together. He's so adorable. Red or Bob? Or both? Both. Oh, that's fair. Anyway, that's my number four. Solid. Yes. My number four, Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Purely a bit of physical comedy that I know Hannah will hate. Frank in the Couch. Oh, that's yeah, that's one of my least favorite moments of television. That's the one that always gets me. That I I I, I can that. still remember seeing it. <laughs> the exact opposite reaction to that. Like it's the most hor- one of the most horrifying things I've ever seen. Long story short, Frank's been hiding in a couch the whole party. It's been entirely obvious he's a man-shaped bulge in this couch, and the episode ends with him squeezing himself out of it, like the couch is giving birth to him. Yeah, he's disgustingly sweaty, completely naked, and he just walks through the party. It's and a it's great It's like a black shot. leather cover. It's, yeah, it's, it's making you want to vomit. Like, honestly, you're just you're describing it. Right? Just that reaction that it's it can have. It's coming up. It's coming up. <sighs> Sunny has so many. And it you're is. not, you missed the worst part, which is like, because it's so hot, he's been so, so sweaty, and he is like. Yeah. Oh. He's oily he's, almost. It's yeah. disgusting. It's almost, like they labs, like, almost. they just rubbed him down. It's like he's covered in baby oil, and he's, ugh. When you just said Sunny, it made me think of the most recent season where it was another Frank moment where I screamed at the top of my lungs because I couldn't contain it. Do you mean when he dives into the pool? The slide. The slide? Yeah. Yeah. It burns. It burns. And then he flies through the air. And then the way he plops, it's like the whole thing was insane. (laughs) (laughs) I considered it. I considered it. But uh, it's too recent, and the, the couch thing has just always stuck with me. When I think Sunny, that's the first thing that comes to mind. I love that moment. Uh, well, there's no need to move away from Sunny. Oh, excellent. Going right into my number three, Pepe Silvia. Pepe Silvia. From the episode Sweet D Has a Heart Attack, which all <laughs> in all is the most perfect episode of Sunny for me because every single plot line is golden. It said, Charlie and Mac mm-hmm. get a job. At this, at like a big corporate company yeah, in the mail in a mail room. room, in the mail room, and things could not go worse. That's the one that meme is from, right? Where, yeah, yeah, it is. I love that. Photo. It is the whole thing, the whole freak out. It's the the greatest bit of acting, and just uh, every time I see it, it gets me. I it, love any time they put Charlie into a different 
situation or yes. a different world because he just goes into it with full gusto and yeah, like enthusiasm. Yeah, he's the rest of them usually. Yeah, kind of. Until it's revealed that he's, he cares and he looks like he's doing his job. Yeah. Until the third act reveal, at which point you realize Charlie's crazy and he has no idea what he's doing. He's actually he's making, making everything, everything worse, worse just by being involved. <laughs> Nobody's getting their mail. <laughs> That episode is so good. Yeah, and D, it's D and Dennis are on their workout kick because yeah, and yeah. you're yeah. Uh, Steve Winwood plays a large role, and then Frank goes to the mental asylum, and the whole one flew over the cuckoo's nest plays out. Oh god, there's so much happens in such a short time. In that whole yeah, so, it's just so great. But your specific scene is Pepe Silvia when they when Mac and Charlie are having the argument. Yes, okay. when Mac comes down, it's like Charlie, where the fuck is everyone's mail? No, anyway, I'm, there is yeah. I can't wait to hear the clip again. Here yes. it is, guys. Here it is. Take a look at this. Jesus Christ. Charlie. That right there is the mail. Now let's talk about the mail. Can we talk about the mail, please, Mac? I'm dying to talk about the mail for you all day, okay? Pepe Sylvia. This name keeps coming up over and over again. Every day, Pepe's mail is getting sent back to me. Pepe Sylvia, Pepe Sylvia. I look in the mail. Well, this whole box is Pepe Sylvia. So I say to myself, I gotta find this guy. I gotta go up to his office. I gotta put his mail in the guy's goddamn hands. Otherwise, he's never gonna get it. He's gonna keep coming back down here. So I go up to Pepe's office. And what do I find out, Mac? What do I find out? There is no Pepe Sylvia. The man does not exist, okay? So I decided, oh, shit, buddy. I got to dig a little deeper. There's no Pepe Sylvia. You got to be kidding me. I got boxes full of Pepe. All right, so I start marching my way down to Carol and HR, and I knock on her door, and I say, Carol, Carol, I got to talk to you about Pepe. And when I open the door, what do I find? There's not a single goddamn desk in that office. There is no Carol in HR. Matt. Half the employees in this building have been made up. This office is a goddamn ghost town. Okay, Charlie, I'm going to have to stop you right there. Not only do all of these people exist, but they've been asking for their mail on a daily basis. It's all they're talking about up there. Jesus Christ. All right, Hannah, you're number three. Oh, my gosh. Okay, guys, uh, this is one I'm going to guess you guys probably have never seen, but when we started talking about this, came to mind immediately. It kills me every time I watch it. I died laughing watching it yesterday. And this is the one I'm definitely not going to do, so it's going to be hard for you to get it. But uh, it's an episode of Roseanne, season six, episode four. It's called A Stash from the Past. And basic plot line is that Roseanne finds weed. This is exactly what I thought it would be. In the basement, and they blame um, Darlene's boyfriend, what's his butt, from The Big Bang Theory. David, his name's David. They blame Who's he David. on Big Bang Theory? Uh, Leonard. Oh, wow, okay. Uh, and he takes the blame because he thinks it's Darlene's, who he's dating their daughter, basically, but he lives with their ho- in their house. It's a long story. Uh, <laughs> and she's off at college. So right. he takes the blame. Anyway, they later realize halfway through the episode, actually, it was their weed. They hid it there 20 years ago when they first got pregnant with their first child. So then they decide to smoke it. Worst idea. Don't smoke old weed. 20-year-old weed. weed. So the scene that kills me every time is it's Dan, Roseanne, and then uh, Roseanne's sister, Jackie. They're all in their bathroom. They have, like, a ensuite on their bedroom. Right. She's in the bathtub. They're on the floor. They're all, like, high. And, of course, as high people, they're like, oh, it's not working. I don't feel high. All those, like, usual jokes. Yeah, yeah. But the funniest part is when DJ, who's their youngest, he's 10, um, and their reason for freaking out at David is, like, you know, we have a 10-year-old kid in this house. Like, don't bring drugs here. Um, He comes back because he's been at a sleepover, but he can't find his uh, sleeping bag. 
So he's knocking on the bathroom door, and she's just like, okay, guys, like, act normal, act normal. Sounds like somebody's coming through the front door. You just made out paranoid, Dan! Birds, birds, birds! Don't you hate that when you're stoned? I don't like it any time. Now, don't tell me you didn't hear that. Is this the sink? Am I shrinking? how weird that sounds? Shh. And maintain. What do you want, DJ? God, you're right. I got my sleepy bag. Where is it? It's one of the best, um, like, being stoned I've ever seen on television. Because people are not usually good at that. No, it's usually pretty uh, broad. And it's or over the top. Yeah, yeah, the way she does it is so funny. And then she can't remember the word for garage, so she's trying to explain to him like his sleeping bag's in the garage, but she can't think of the word. So she's just like, you know, it's in that place in the backyard where your dad goes a lot, where the car <laughs> is. Perfect. Like it just goes on for anyways. Like it's like anyone but a ten year old would be like, "Holy, you're high as fuck." <laughs> but at ten, you don't. You're just like, "What the fuck's wrong with my mom? Like, why is she acting weird?" Anyway, it's I, I encourage you both to watch it. Would you say that Oliver Ozan is worth watching? Yes. I hear it's really good. The last season is terrible. It's yes, the that's opposite what I hear. of Parks and Rec. With. Is that the season where they win the lottery or something and yeah. get really rich? Which kind of defeats the whole purpose of the show? No. Yes. Well, the, the other it, big thing that happens is the whole thing. Uh, fill, fill me in. Well, should should I be able or to is it a Or is right it a now? big plot spoiler? Yeah, well, uh, yesterday, I found out yesterday that this was only contained, like, pertaining to the last season. I thought it was to do with the whole show. What was? That John Goodman fate. Oh, right. Yes. Okay. Oh, he leaves the show, I guess, or something? No, LSU? basically the last oh. season is, um, like, it's it's revealed at the end to be uh, made up. It's a story that Roseanne is telling. That's insane. So the lottery win isn't real. And he apparently has a heart attack at the beginning of the, ninth, of the last season, and he actually dies from that, and that's not revealed till the end. Yeah. Ooh. That is a. But I thought that was. Yeah, I always thought this was a complaint to do with the whole series. That is a lot of big rug pulls. Yeah, it's huge. In one season. That's crazy. In the series finale. Yeah, just in. It, well. And there are multiple other rug pulls, which I won't reveal. And I, I just choose to believe that none, none of the last <laughs> 10 minutes of the show is real. It's just. Okay, and if you go along with that, it's great. It's well, the last season's still not good. Okay, but I'll um, just I'll stop just before that then. Yeah, but the rest of it's brilliant. One of the best comedies on television. You would love it. I've seen a few episodes, like when I was younger, when it was still on, yeah. and I remember liking it. But it's just one you of those gotta things. Gotta watch that, it in order because exactly. it's unlike most twenty minutes it comes. You you have to follow this family. Okay, and good. See their story. I like that. You can't jump in at season four and be like and know how funny it is it's like you it's it's so much heart it's all about the heart right it's not like big bang where the dynamics never really change okay all right i'm gonna jump up to my number three here george 
saves the whale from the marine biologist episode of Seinfeld. Oh, God. Yes. I believe, titled The Marine Biologist. Yes. Uh, I think we all know it. Yeah, everyone knows it. I Tough to pick a scene from Seinfeld, but this one has always stuck with me. You can picture it in your head. Yeah. Uh, yeah. George has been lying about being a marine thing. biologist the entire episode, and he's finally put to the test, and he actually manages to pull it off. His, one of his best liar moments. And he just meets the gang in the coffee shop and delivers a real straightforward and simple anecdote. Most of the, most, Some of my favorite scenes from Seinfeld are just people telling anecdotes about things they did. Yeah. When Kramer tells that story about driving the bus, his girlfriend cuts off her small toe, he's, driving her to the hosp- he's taking her to the hospital on the bus, and then the, uh, a mugger gets on, the bus driver faints, so he has to fight off the mugger while driving the bus. It's and even more stops. exciting to hear it than it would have been to see it firsthand. Yes, exactly, yeah. exactly. The way he tells that story is great. I agree. And George kills the marine biologist anecdote with just that holding up the golf ball at right. the end. Which Kramer is the one that put there, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's the part I remember about it. <laughs> Wait, didn't Kramer do that to that poor <laughs> Is that whale? a titleist? Yeah. yeah. Oh, God, yes. That's, I mean, and that's the best thing about Seinfeld, and actually community as well, is dovetailing plots. Yeah. The, both shows do that so, so well. So well written. Oh, fantastic. By one... Basically one... Yeah. Know, one mind. One man. Ugh. One crazy man. <laughs> Dude, yeah, they're both such nuts. They're I love them. good for something. Love you guys. Yeah. Uh, Please but, make more TV. Uh, we love it. Yeah, can't wait for new, new Curb. Speaking of, I'm like, is that on anyone's list yet? It, it is not. Been. No. It, it should have been. It should have been. been. Well, I, yes. That's an oversight. I apologize. <laughs> there should I feel really bad that I didn't put Curb on my list now. All right. No. I thought about it, but that, like, there's no I've way. I've only seen one episode. I can't get rid of any of these on my <laughs> list. Like, I couldn't. I went entirely off of scenes that, like, I just sat and I thought, okay, what are the funniest scenes? And I didn't want to look and be, like, reminded of series. I just wanted the things that stuck out the most to yeah. me out of nowhere. Even uh, watching these, all these yesterday made me think of other ones. Exactly. I was like, no, I'm done. <laughs> right? It, you would I just can't. fall down this hole yeah, forever. It's a big hole. I, I yeah, I just stuck with it. Like I said, the April Fool's joke made me laugh much oh. more. But it's like, no, testing is the one. Testing is the one. Yeah. Um, okay, so number two, Saskia. <laughs> Tombstone. Testing is the one, Saskia Verna. <laughs> it's above your name. Mm-hmm. I'm fine with that. Okay. Uh, number two was my number one for a long time. Um, like this is the the ultimate in joking. In joke telling. In joke science. Uh, This is one I was talking about. Um, This is the British office. Okay. An episode called Charity. Oh. uh, Late in the second season. It is an extremely serious episode. Look, it's... He gets laid off. He gets made redundant. David Brent. Yeah. uh, Gets made redundant. And the whole thing, like, there's nothing funny happening pretty much the entire time. And you're like, this is a real downer, you guys. Like, what are you doing to me? And this whole scene, just they're sitting in his office, and uh, it's like a five-minute conversation that's just really depressing and dark. And you're like, like, what am I watching right now? And why? Like, no. Uh, and he just stands up in this massive yellow bird costume that you didn't see coming. And it's it's so funny because it's so serious, and you're not in any way expecting a joke to come out of this situation. And and it does. And I screamed. I screamed for God knows how long. And yeah, it's yeah. The, what, the greatest moment of. But I now that I rewatch it because I know it's coming. It's, I anticipated. It. It's not nearly as great anymore. But still, it is so satisfying to like, see David oh, Brent punished. Yeah, like, it humiliated is. like that. It is. Oh <laughs> God, more so than Michael Scott. 
Yeah, well, you love him. We, we, we love lovable. Michael Scott. But yeah. David Brent is just kind of evil. Yeah. He's a horrible person. Just but the worst. It's hilarious. Yeah, it's so funny. Yeah. That would be so funny. And Hannah, your number two? Okay, my number two is uh, something I first watched when we were in film school, which is why... I found it so goddamn hilarious the first time I watched it, but I watched it again yesterday, and it, it's maybe even more funny now that it's five years later. <laughs> and it's Party Down, oh. season two, episode five, Steve Gutenberg's birthday. Oh, the best episode. One of my all-time favorite television episodes. So our crew show up at Steve Gutenberg's house. He, it's supposed to be his 50th, but he's uh, already had a surprise party, and he forgot to cancel the caterers. So he invites them in and tells them they can bring friends over, and they just party, and he gets sucked into, uh, oh my god, I just about to call him Guilfoyle, uh, Roman. Oh yeah, Mar- there we go, Martin Star. <laughs> Roman's screenplay with McLovin, who I didn't get his name, um, and one of the lines that made me laugh yesterday, which made me not, I didn't appreciate maybe as much the first time, was the only words that aren't technobabble to a producer are coke and whore. <laughs> <laughs> Because they're complaining about the notes on their script. So Gutenberg insists that they do like a, basically a table read because most of these uh, cater waiters are actually actors. Mm-hmm. And they do, and it doesn't go well at all. No, and that's in, pretty much entirely the writer's fault. And they give him some notes and feedback, and he Gutenberg tells him to rewrite it, and then they're going to do another read-through in half an hour. Well... I thought it was great. I love nautical stories. Do we have to discuss it? Courage, young writer. This is the crucible. It's like previews. My character seemed to lack depth. Yeah, it was a robot. Yeah, and Duclar was kind of a dick. Yeah, slave girl saves his life. And what does he do? He just, he makes crass jokes to his nephew. Crass? That wasn't crass. He says that she's the best. Yeah, you are the best space whore. Thank you. Thanks. You know, I feel like it could have been more deep. Okay. Yeah, you know, I think it was really interesting how neither of the alpha males could see past their gender construct of femaleness, you know, Mm. to relate to her humanity, you know? It was like they could only relate to each other. Yeah, it's like they were both, um, like gay. I just didn't feel it. Oh, sorry, it's not Pat the Bunny. No, I think that's it. The missing element, heart. It's hard sci-fi, Steve. Are science fiction and heart mutually exclusive? One word answer. Cocoon. Just give it another pass, and we'll try it again. You want me to do that again? I felt like I was being hunted for sport. Courage. What did we talk about? No risk, no reward. <laughs> and that's exactly what our experience was, right? At the time that I watched oh. this, was like going through these, this note process and being feel like you're being ripped open from the inside, and then like laughed at most of the time. Yeah, because we were kind of mean to each other, but it's okay. We yeah. made us stronger. You have to be. So they finally redo it. This time it's amazing. They're super into it. Everyone's running around, like, acting it out, not just reading it. And uh, the girl who was in one of the shows we just watched was the robot. Anyway, I don't know yeah, how she well was, you remember it. Uh, I, I, forget, I can never remember her name. I feel terrible. But she was in Freaks and Geeks. No, no, no. Not... Not her. Yes, not, um, oh my god. Linda? No, yes. I know. <laughs> no, not. Busy Phillips? No. No, it's definitely not Busy the, Phillips. Uh, dark haired girl who was dating the disco dance girl. Oh my oh, god. Yes, L- Lizzie Kaplan? Yes. Lizzie Kaplan, thank it's you, Saskia. Yes. This was a different girl. 
She's not one of the main cast. She was just in this episode. Right. She was the friend of Kyle. Yes. Yeah, who came along. Who they were fighting over, which was another amazing part of this episode that McLovin and uh, Dick Casablancas were fighting over the same girl. (gasps) So ridiculous. And she ends up staying with Gutenberg. Of course. Of course. He ends up sleeping with Gutenberg. And they're both like, what the fuck? Anyway, it was so good. But the line that made me lose my shit last time, the first time I watched this, was when Roman says, why did Steve Gutenberg have to tell me that I needed to rewrite? Right? Oh, it's... He just kills me the way he says it. Like, Like Steve Gutenberg had to be the one. Taught you the most basic thing about writing. lesson on me. Anyways, love that episode. Love that show. Love that line. All right, my number two brings us over to Silicon Valley. Yay! Yay! The first... The greatest place in comedy. So good. The first season finale at uh, TechCrunch Dis- uh, Disrupt. TechCrunch Disrupt is the uh, the jerking off algorithm scene, which is a great turning point. The yeah. entire turning point of the episode, kind of a turning point for the series, really, because uh, it's just a scene where they they are trying. They they feel like they've been defeated. It's the lowest moment in the series. It's the last few hours that the company will ever exist, and they they kind of given up. So they start having a ridiculous debate about uh, the most efficient way to jerk off as many people as you can at once. And that gives Richard the inspiration to create a new algorithm that turns turns the entire series on its head. We're talking about how I didn't get to present in the prelims because I was too busy getting my face pummeled so that our team could move forward. That's why we're presenting tomorrow. And you know what? We're going to win. Yeah. We're going to win even if I have to go into the auditorium and personally jerk off every guy in the audience. That's a lot of jerking. And we only have ten minutes to present, so... Yeah, even if he's joking two at a time, there are, what, 800 guys in that room, so that's 400 times whatever the mean jerk time is? The what? Mean jerk time. I mean, it doesn't matter, but hypothetically, time is equal to 400 total jerks at a two-dick rate. Unless Ehrlich jerks off four guys at a time, and then we can cut that in half. How would he do four guys? He's got two hands, so that's two dicks at a time, right? Look, you have two guys on either side with their dicks tip to tip, so you're going full length. Four. See? Oh. From the middle out. That does make sense. Like two shake weights. Yeah. So what we're trying to do, hypothetically, is minimize time, which is 800 dudes multiplied by mean jerk time divided by four dicks at a time. Of course, Erlich would have to pre-sort guys by height so that their dicks lined up. Not by height, technically. The measurement that we're looking for really is dick to floor. Call that D2F. Huh. Actually makes him a legitimate competitor. Uh, in the most ridiculous way possible, I love that it shows how inspiration comes from anywhere. It shows what a genius Richard is and how he's, he's, he's the whole foundation of the company. And it's just such a stupid conversation. It is. It is so stupid. It's, it's both brilliant and, not and even, stupid at the same time. There, it, there's not even a point behind it. They're just being, like, wasting time. Yeah. They, have, like, they have no ideas. So they're just, all right, let's figure this out. <laughs> they're they're so and then Mike Judge always does that. He always makes uh, people both stupid and smart at the same time, which I love. His characters feel very real that way. Yeah, absolutely. I also consider Silicon Valley, and it's the uh, you just brought piss oh, shit for you, little. <laughs> when Ehrlich slaps that kid, yeah, I yeah, that was right up there. Yeah, that's oh. uh, 
I don't think they've I don't think they've matched that moment yet. I don't think so either. I don't know how you could. It's uh, I don't know how you could. It's it's something. It is. That's when I knew the show was something really unique. <laughs> Saskia, how about your number one? Uh, my number one. Uh, no surprises here to either of you, I would imagine, and I'm not going to forget it this time, like I did last time. This is Vice Principals, Ugh. episode two. Okay. A trusty seed. And it's solely due to the escalation of events that begin with a tiny, like, knocking something over to someone's house being burnt down. Russell, here you go, Neil. Break this one fucking coffee mug right here, then we'll go. This coffee mug is laughing at you. Ha, 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 I bet I don't have a coffee mug like this. Do you have a coffee mug like this? World's best principle. Where's your fucking coffee mug, Neil Gamby? Why does fucking Belinda Brown deserve to have it? Fuck this mug. That's what I'm talking about. Eat shit, Belinda Brown. You see that? You see how this went everywhere? Fuck yes, I did. Fucking awesome is what it was. Break something else. Okay. What you gonna do? Where you gonna go? Where you going? Check this. Check this out. This is her head. Watch this. That's right. What else should I fucking destroy here? Pick, pick it. You wanna take my job? Your turn. Your turn. <laughs> me? Your turn. You? Me? Watch this. Well, you got Lee. What you gonna do? Oh, you going for the picture. You going for the fine arts department. You ready? You ready? You unworthy piece of shit. I will fucking kill you! Like, the people, the two people involved, like, I couldn't ask for greater. It's not even someone. It's, like, a black woman in the South who's probably, like, one of the few black women. Mm-hmm. It's their boss. Yes. Like, it's so bad on so many levels. Yes. It's they're horrible people. Unbelievable. They're the worst. But, it's unbelievable how far they let it but go. But at the same time, like, she's not the most... She's not a sympathetic oh, character. Yeah, she's certainly no. not the hero of the story, for sure. <sighs> and, oh, I'm just saying, in terms of reality, like if they yes. had done that in reality, oh my god, they would have been caught with it. It would have like, been so a day. bad, exactly. Yeah. And like they didn't mean they weren't. That wasn't their intent. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. But they their just went over was there. Never like, good. I think no. their intent was to find shit. I don't even remember now, but like. It just... Especially Walton Goggins. Like, they were just going over to spy on her and get information. Pretty much. And then they decide, well, let's do a little damage well, while we're here. Well, Walton was like, you know what? Then... It's like, I don't... Yeah. But like, even that was a terrible idea. Because they're leaving the prints everywhere. The whole thing is insane. Like, nothing follows logic. And that whole thing, you're just like... It's beyond what you could possibly expect to happen from this. It's so irrational. Like, it's... It's a... In, yeah. It's a massive thing to do to get revenge on someone. Like it's not even it's it's fantastic. It's pretty insane. I I laughed throughout the whole scene and probably yeah. 5 minutes after the scene. I couldn't get it together. See, this is one of those shows that makes me cringe so much. I have to like I have to work to get back into it. See, I love I love Walton Goggins so much and like the, the, there is episodes where he's not even in it really and it's mostly uh, what's Danny McBride's character? Yeah. And I don't love it as much. You're just there for Walter Gog- Walton Goggins. Yeah, and that episode, well, the second episode, you get both of them equally. And it's so, they, when they're together, it's fantastic. <laughs> and I'm really excited for the season to come back. 
Oh, I'll give it another bad. shot eventually because I, what I, I saw I only saw up to that scene oh and then I was like God, I can't how can I can't I can't that? do this it was because I was so uncomfortable it's like when I first started watching Curb that's it took I had to go back to it a fair. couple years later see I couldn't watch um, what's it called the other one um, Eastbound and Down oh, I, wa- I watched I the, one episode I was like I can't do that I had the same experience but Eastbound and Down is so worth it yeah, especially by the end it's it's that's a show full of crazy scenes. He is so incredibly unlikable. Yeah. Like, incredibly, to the point, like, I can't see myself. <laughs> you, you find something to like in him eventually. Eventually. <laughs> Hannah, your number right. one? My number one is also Silicon Valley. Yay. Oh. Uh, season two, episode six, entitled Homicide. And oh. uh, everyone goes oh. for the jerking off joke, oh. but I'm a let Blaine die girl. Oh, kills me every time. Oh God! So, our friend, our tall, skinny friend, what's his name again? Why do we always forget his name? Are we talking about Martin Starr's character? No, the the We're one talking about gets, Jared. Yes, Jared okay. t- tells them about SWAT. Do you guys remember what? Yeah, SWAT? strength, weakness, opportunities, and threats. Amazing. So, also at the same time, Nucleus shuts the bed. So they've been tasked with figuring out how to do a live stream. So they partner with this energy drink company called Homicide. <laughs> and the boys figure out that uh, Blaine is off on his map, and they try to tell him within him seconds, multiple times, but he just such a dickhead to them that they decide to use SWAT to figure out whether or not they should tell him he's about to kill himself. <laughs> uh, so I wrote down some of the cards. I want I want you guys to guess or tell me if you think which one are, are they of, of the SWAT. Okay. Which, which category would they go after? Okay, great okay. game. Great game. Over time, Gina becomes more clingy and less hot. Gina is Blaine's girlfriend that Dinesh wants to get with. I'm going to say that's a threat. Do you agree? Strength, weaknesses, opportunity, and threat. Mm-hmm. Yes. Weakness. It's a threat. Unfortunate window washer must clean blood off building. Oh, that's a weakness for sure. Because that's got to happen. You know that someone's got to clean that blood off. So that's yeah, a definite. Sure. Yeah. It's, okay. Do you agree? Yeah. Yeah. But he's right again. A dead blame is a blame that can't produce. <sighs> oh. Opportunity. Po- uh, strength. It is. Sorry. <laughs> and he later tells them that he has kids with with uh, Judah. Oh, God. When yeah. he's telling them he's sorry. He's already got that's children. So funny. <laughs> Uh, grief threesome with Gina and Blaine's hot mom? Uh, question mark? Opportunity. Opportunity for sure. Definitely. Blaine's last moment is realizing face is gone. Face is gone. <laughs> that's that's strength. That's tricky, but I'm going to go with strength. Yes, you guys got them all right. Anyway, the the cards on the board are what made no, me No, I was wrong several shit. times. Only once you were wrong. That is like one of the best freeze frames But there's the also series. an amazing joke at the end that I died laughing at yesterday, which again is our guy TJ. Like, he has... I don't know if he write some of these one-liners, mm-hmm. but anyways, they find out that this guy who owns the energy company, they used to call him Double Asshole. Oh, oh my god. And then Richard oh, calls yes. him that to his face and finds out that the reason they call him that is because he has a colostomy bag. <laughs> and Ehrlich says, you tore Double Asshole a third asshole. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Oh, he fucking neglects to 
mention that nobody ever called him that to his face. That's my number one. Oh, oh, there's so, so many great scenes in that show. <laughs> I just rewatched it like a month ago. Did so you really? The whole series, and it was a fantastic time. You tore. I wish there was more, but it's third. nice you can tear through it. Like yeah, that. so quickly. That's it's coming back really soon. Yeah, April 28th. Oh. Oh, it's so far away and yet so close. Same with Twin Peaks. This is a good year for television. Yeah, it is. It's going to be a good spring. Ah, I'm excited. All right. Excited to get back out in the world and watch some TV. Well, we're going to do that as soon as we're done talking about your number number one. one. It's Simpsons from the episode 32 short films about Springfield. That's my favorite. It's my favorite, too. (laughs) It's the steamed hams conversation between Principal Skinner. And you could literally take any of those Chalmers. films. Any of those. Talk about them right world. now. Yeah, but that's the one that I can quote endlessly with with my friends. That's the one that always comes up whenever I think of Simpsons. It's almost universally the first scene. If someone's like, "Is the Simpsons a good show?" I would send them that scene. Amazing. It's the whole game is just it's Principal Skinner lying. Oh, it's an am- the whole the, yeah, yeah. Superintendent, I hope you're ready for mouth-watering hamburgers. I thought we were having steamed clams. No, no, I said steamed hams. That's what I call hamburgers. You call hamburgers steamed hams? Yes, it's a regional dialect. Uh-huh. Uh, what region? Uh, upstate New York. Really? Well, I'm from Utica, and I've never heard anyone use the phrase steamed hams. Oh, not in Utica, no, it's an Albany expression. I see. You know, these hamburgers are quite similar to the ones they have at Krusty Burger. Oh, no. Patented Skinner Burgers. Old family recipe. For steamed hams. Yes. Yes, and you call them steamed hams despite the fact they are obviously grilled. You know, one thing I should... Excuse me for one second. Of course. Oh, well, that was wonderful. Good time was had by all. I'm pooped. Yes, I should be. Good Lord, what is happening in there? Aurora Borealis. Uh, Aurora Borealis. At this time of year, at this time of day, in this part of the country, localized entirely within your kitchen. Yes. May I see it? No. The idea that Chalmers believes that the Aurora Borealis is in his kitchen. Mom! (laughs) House is on fire. No, mother, it's just the northern months. (laughs) My friends and I used to do that in the 90s. There you go. We're sold. 20 years later. And still can do it. That's so funny. It holds this. I hope that Classic Simpsons, to new Simpsons fans out there, I hope you're watching Classic Simpsons too. You gotta be. Yeah, for sure. Because that's. uh, That's amazing. There we go, guys. That's 15. I have a couple special shout outs. Oh, you do? Yeah. One I wanted to say Arrested Development. Arrested Development, Arrested Development. Arrested like, Development. If we're doing greatest comedies of all time, I struggled. I tried to think, and it's like every episode is hilarious. Yes. Even yeah. the new ones that some people didn't think were so hilarious, I could think of like a handful of scenes that I, were like stomach hurt laughing. There was only a couple episodes of the new season that I didn't like, and I thought the so good. Like the, when they were in line at the, the bar, the gay bar, and it was like George Michael and Joe, not Joe. Buster. Anyway, oh my god, so good. The entire final act of the pilot when they when the cops the are coming wedding. to them on their ship. Oh. The wedding with Anne. Yes. The <laughs> wedding. So funny. Anne Hawk's coming. Oh my god. Okay. About my second one is South Park Imagination Land. I thought about South really? Park. Really, Imagination Just Land. Just watch it the other night. It's so damn funny. It's just, I love it. I love it so much. Outlander! <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say the Scott Tennerman reveal 
when uh, Carmen re- reveals that he's eaten Scott Tennerman's parents. Oh. Always gets me. Yeah, it's he's amazing. He's lapping up his tears. There's so many South Park moments. Oh my god, there's Again. a lot of great ones, yeah. And then my last and final shout-out would be so many sketches from SNL that have made me laugh so hard I was, like, peeing my pants. But most importantly, Chris Farley and his van down by the river. Like... <laughs> I will die laughing about that. That scene where David Spade cannot keep his shit together, and oh. Farley is like just storming around, spitting, swinging his body. It's so fucking funny. God, I wish he'd stuck around longer. Oh, me and too. then there is Veep. Veep. And we could keep going forever. Yeah, we could just name. I thought a lot shows. about Veep. I as did well. a lot. There's been like, some great scenes in Veep. Yeah, there have. Okay, guys, well, that's a million new shows to watch, yeah, or at old least, shows to watch. Or at least 15 great clips that you should go check out on yeah. YouTube right now. Well, you just heard them. But so. go watch them again with the visuals Visuals this time. are better, yeah. Yeah. That's true. All right, thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you uh, in two weeks with another new episode of TV Donut. Good times. Bye. Bye.